Good evening and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and follow the podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Tonight's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. On tonight's episode, we're going to be taking a bit of a hockey break and going into a couple of sports documentaries and shows that I think might be worth your time in between the games where we don't really have a whole lot of hockey ongoing. As we're in the conference finals, we've only got a game per day, and that leaves quite a bit of free time in between. I mean, we're all probably used to having lots of hockey over the past couple of weeks, and now we have very little, and increasingly we're going to have even less and less. So what do you do in between? Uh, we'll start off with a couple of sports shows, though, that I think should occupy your time, and then maybe talk about some restarting sports that are going to be coming back over the next couple of weeks, some as soon as this upcoming weekend, that you can devote your attention to, and I'll give you some potential rooting interests and in why you might be interested in either a sport or a team that you may never heard of or have just not really thought about rooting for. But starting us off, we'll talk about a couple of shows, and I think on Amazon, there's probably one of the best selections of diverse documentaries and sports-related media that you'll find on almost any of the streaming platforms. Of course, you can watch regular streaming matches and things on stuff like Fubo TV, but you know, as far as documentaries are concerned, there aren't many better places than heading over to Amazon Prime. And there, what you can find is one of my personal favorite TV series, All or Nothing. If you've never seen All or Nothing, and it's an extremely unfiltered view at a lot of what goes on behind the scenes for most professional sports teams, and they look at more than just one sport. They'll do, like, NFL-style stuff, They'll do a, uh, I think they followed the All Blacks team, which is a rugby team from, I believe, New Zealand. You've by now probably seen their haka dance go viral because the All Blacks are known for having one of the most intimidating pre-game rituals and dances that you'll ever see. It's an incredible display, and this series kind of goes into a lot of depth about the All Blacks team and how they operate and their cultural history. And they basically do this for almost every team that they cover. I just started watching the Tottenham series, which I think is fantastic. And if you haven't seen it, even if you don't like Premier League football, it's a really cool series. It follows Tottenham right after they sack Maurizio Pochettino and gives you kind of an inside look at what happens behind the scenes. It talks about their ownership, how the ownership interacts with the coaching staff. This is the kind of stuff that I, I think the NHL should actually do because right now the NHL doesn't really have like a clear marketing face and a transparency. And I think that that is an issue for the league because as far as exposure is concerned, the NHL still lags behind most of the other world's major sports. Even in North America, it constantly plays like fourth or fifth fiddle to most of the other pro sports leagues. What a series like All or Nothing does is shows you both the human sides of things as well as the tactical issues and challenges that teams face logistics. It gives you a very holistic view of how the process works. And sure, it is a selective view, and you won't get the complete picture because there are some things that they can't or just won't show you. But I think on the whole, it's a really fascinating series. And I like the way that you get the human context of everything because I feel like, especially when you look at a team like Tottenham, right? They had a really tumultuous past few months. Uh, past couple of seasons even have had quite a few ups and downs. But the final season under Pochettino was really riding off of the peak of making the Champions League final and then the absolute crash after of losing that final to the Liverpool team under Jurgen Klopp, you know, who is, of course, the best manager in the world. But certainly, I think that they felt that they had a shot, especially after they managed to stun the very upstart young Ajax team and were potentially on their way to doing something that Tottenham never even dreamed. And I think it's interesting to kind of get the sense of, OK, what happens after that? You know, the series... It's only a few episodes in, but we've gotten to see everything after Pochettino was sacked, including Jose Mourinho coming in, 
how he interacts with some of the players that he feels maybe don't train as hard. You know, you look at a guy like Deli Alley and how uh, Mourinho immediately singles him out as somebody who he wants to train harder because when he was, you know, coaching for Manchester United, the legendary Sir Alex Ferguson told him to buy Deli Alley and bring him to Manchester United. And that's about the highest form of praise you're going to get from Ferguson. He doesn't really say a whole lot, usually, as far as, you know, public statements on players are concerned. And apparently Mourinho was joking or either, either half serious or joking about the fact that of all the time that he spent there, that was one of the first pieces of advice he actually got. You know, bring in Deli Alley. And, and here's this player who Mourinho thinks is a really great world-class talent, but then he sees his training habits and wonders if there's another level that he can reach. And so you kind of get that sense of, of how coaches can kind of ride their players. And you also get the sense of guys who maybe start to become alienated because they're not quite in that, that same relationship with a manager, which I think is something that we often see with hockey players and teams. In hockey, I think what's interesting is how much less public these kinds of disputes are. Teams are really good at like covering this kind of stuff up. And you look at the Winnipeg Jets especially and, and how tight-lipped they tend to be. You know, the Jets are a very closed organization, generally speaking. You don't really hear a whole lot about what goes on in the behind-the-scenes process. In some ways, that's kind of frustrating because I feel like I don't really have that close of a connection to the team. And, and you know, despite having been to Winnipeg and going to the playoffs and the team, you know, really blessing me by, by giving me tickets to one of the playoff games, I feel like I, I want to know more about what happens behind the scenes and what goes on with hockey ops. You know, I, I constantly have these perceptions of what happens you know between the ice uh performance what happens on the coaching staff end and how players interact with those coaching staffs as well as each other and i think that that's something that is definitely missing you know we always talk about player performance as being one of the most important things but oftentimes it's easy for us to forget that they're people you know they have thoughts and feelings and emotions and sometimes those things kind of bleed out onto the ice and, you know, maybe it's not the best time for one of the guys to hear that his on-ice defensive impact continues to tank, but a guy like me who can only see that part of his game says, you know, you know, what is this defenseman doing out there? Why is he being so poor? Sometimes guys really do struggle with just basic lack of skill, but there are other times where there are extenuating circumstances. You know, Nate Beaulieu lost his dog and had a, a fairly traumatic, I guess, injury-filled period where... Not only did he lose his dog, but he had a long-term injury. He was having some family issues. And regardless of what these guys will say, at least in press conferences, we all know that this stuff impacts them. And I think that that is something that a series like All or Nothing does a really good job of showing. And I feel like the NHL could benefit from this because we often just see very autonomous, hockey, robot-y kind of people talking. I, I, I can't stand hockey quotes. They're always the same, and there's just no individuality or personality. It's rare when you get somebody like Eric Carlson, or even like Orion Reeves, who is very outspoken, even if sometimes he does things that I don't agree with. But I, I think that it's important for us to see the, the personal side of things, because we only ever get to see, for the most part, either the on-ice performance or the really bad stuff that hockey players often do. As a fan, I think it'd just be more interesting to get to know them on a day-to-day -day basis, because it's clear that there's guys with plenty of interesting stories and, and personalities and things, but we never get that side of it. In just a bit, we'll take a look at another couple of series that actually do give you a behind-the-scenes tour, and one of them deals with the automotive world, that of Formula One racing. 
For the average person, though, Formula One racing is probably something of a distant fantasy. What isn't a distant fantasy is needing to order replacement car parts when your car breaks down. Your family's minivan might not be the world's most expensive F1 vehicle, but it certainly needs all the same love, care, and attention that most other vehicles require. And when you're looking for the best deals and best selection for the car parts you need, rockauto.com has your back. rockauto.com is a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry. Their easy-to-use, intuitive website allows you to sort by make, year, model, and car type, as well as price ranges on parts, so you always get what you need at the price you need. And best of all, the prices are always the same for all customers, regardless of your experience level. There's no membership fee, and you might save anywhere from 20 to 50% off retail in-store brick-and-mortar pricing. Why go anywhere else when rockauto.com will give you the best deals on all the car parts you need? Head on over to rockauto.com today, and when you place an order, be sure to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need? Visit rockauto.com. Continuing the theme of not quite hockey-related but still fun, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about Your Story Transmedia. Your Story is a startup indie comic book, graphic novel, and video games publisher based in the Winnipeg area. If you like your comics and media with a little bit more of a local focus, Your Story will have what you're looking for. They're launching a brand new lineup of comics, including their flagship comic, The River Knows, which is set in Winnipeg during the 1960s. The best way I can describe it is a noirish detective series mixed a little bit with Sin City, X-Files, Mad Men, and maybe a little bit of cosmic horror thrown in for good measure. It's got an intriguing premise in a really interesting world that's both alien and yet familiar as soon as you catch sight of Portage in Maine. You can check out the first issue of The River Nose right now on yourstory.ca where you can find the ebook version for just $1.99. You can also pick up a hard copy limited print run first edition of their 8.5x11 magazine style version for just $11.99. If you're a gamer, Your Story will also be publishing Alien Machine Glow pretty soon. The game focuses on the cucumber farmer who gains the ability to see aliens and follows all of the hijinks that ensue. You can find out more about Alien Machine Glow, as well as Your Story's other comic books and media releases at yourstory.ca. And if you place an order, be sure to use one-time promo code JETS2020 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is JETS2020 to get 15% off your order at yourstory.ca. Earlier in the show, I mentioned that I would tell you a little bit about an F1 racing series, and that series is on Netflix, and I may have mentioned it earlier this year in another episode, but with F1 and IndyCar in full flight, I thought you might have an interest in hearing about it again. And this one is F1, Drive to Survive on Netflix, which again gives you another unfiltered, uncut version of what it's like behind the scenes. Now, Formula One tends to be a very secretive sport. You don't really see a whole lot of public interaction between the team the drivers and all of that stuff. Now, sure, there there are interactions between the public and the drivers and whatnot, but generally speaking, this is a very rich, affluent sport, and you don't get very many inside looks, partly because of how technical and competitive the sport is. You know, unlike IndyCar, which is spec racing, where all the cars are for the most part the same basic principle, F1 cars can often have entirely different configurations, programming, all that fun stuff. They are basically computers on wheels, and so naturally a lot of the sport tends to be very secretive and hidden. And that's why something like Formula One Drive to Survive is a really cool inside look at the sport. It's a little bit like all or nothing in that you get a lot of behind-the-scenes discussion, personalities, examinations, and analysis that you wouldn't normally get from just watching the regular broadcast. It's definitely unfiltered, though, like most of these other series, so if you've got young ones, you're going to want to cover their ears for quite a few segments because they don't exactly hold back in their language. It's the kind of series that likes to get in the weeds, which means that it is very approachable in a lot of respects and makes a very affluent, rich sport that's usually closed off to the public a lot more hands-on, but by the same token, it also means that it's not exactly appropriate for all age groups. That said, if you're okay with a few F-bombs and whatnot, this is a fantastic series. I think it's very dramatic. 
I think that the intensity tends to come through, whether it's in the boardroom, you know, during the training days and test tracks. You can really feel the tension of how much success and failure rides on all of these team members and team managers and drivers. There's just an immense amount of pressure to be a Formula One driver or crew member, and you can constantly feel it throughout the entire series. I think that that is why it's so engaging and why it's a particularly unique series when you look at it compared to some of the other, like, football stories and whatnot. Speaking of another football series, I thought that uh, Take Us Home, Leeds United, is a fantastic documentary series from Amazon, another Amazon series, kind of like All or Nothing, but a little bit different. For one thing, the directorial style is definitely a different sort of aesthetic and a different approach. All or Nothing has, like, an extremely consistent approach regardless of team whereas take us home is more focused on Leeds united and really kind of dives into all of the perspectives from fans from team members team owners players and actual local sporting legends in the Leeds area unlike a lot of these more global sports Leeds united kind of takes the lens a little bit more focused on what it means for the city of Leeds itself which for me makes it a much more interesting and unique prospect compared to some of the other documentary series It's also a fairly short series and one that you won't have to watch for too long just because there's only around six episodes, I believe. And for the most part, you already know how it ends. In fact, I'll tell you a little bit about how it ends. So spoiler alert, there are going to be some uh, expectations going into the next segment. But all in all, I think it's a series that's worth watching anyways. You know, you may know how things end, right? But you want to see the journey. And that's what Leeds United is so good at doing and, and conveying that emotional journey and process through which this team basically went through hell and back to get where it is now which is promotion to the Premier League. It's a fascinating show, and it kind of feels a little bit like when the Winnipeg Jets first came back to the NHL, in the sense that you had a a rich, affluent owner come in, totally turn around the team, buy something that is a bit of a project and a work in progress, and you start to hire folks who can help you build it into something more than what it appears to be. And that's kind of what happened with the Thrashers when they moved to Winnipeg. Now, I will say that for obvious reasons, the analogies are, are kind of few and far between just because football fundamentally operates differently than hockey, but you will see some parallels in how a small but burgeoning team with a very storied history and, and really coming from a working class city manages to work its way up into the elite echelon of both the league it's in and the league it aspires to join. And it feels like a familiar story with how Winnipeg ended up coming to be, you know, this scrappy underdog squad, you know, that eventually made the playoffs in 2014-15 into the absolute juggernaut that it was in 2017-18. to You feel that sense of, of progress and the journey that takes this young, scrappy team with a lot of workmanlike players into something more than anyone ever possibly dreamed. But, you know, both Leeds and Winnipeg have really proud sporting histories, especially with some of the earlier versions of the same teams. And so it's kind of interesting to see the parallels in a documentary series where the lows are very low and the highs are just absolute crescendos of joy. It reminded me of being back in Winnipeg during that magical playoff run against the Nashville Predators and thinking at that moment that there was no one that could stop Winnipeg and that the Jets were going to win the cup. You may not exactly feel that same level of attachment to Leeds United, but it is a very interesting series and I think it's absolutely worth your time. Speaking of Leeds, I thought I'd also tell you a little bit about some of the returning sports leagues and some teams you might root for, and Leeds is is one of them, especially for this upcoming Prem season, and you'll hear about some of these squads and leagues in just a few moments. Closing us out on this episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets, I thought I'd tell you about some of these sports leagues that are currently returning and who you might consider rooting for. And one of the biggest ones that will be returning, I believe this week, is going to be the NFL. Now, as a local homegrown Baltimore boy, I gotta say you gotta support the Ravens. I think that the Ravens are a really fun team for a variety of reasons. 
but I think chief among them is that watching Lamar Jackson is like watching one of the most electric talents uh, that you'll ever see. The way that he plays football is just completely unique in the sense that I I don't know that there's anyone else in the NFL who combines the kind of electric inventiveness, speed, rushing ability, and general overall passing ability. He's still a work in progress, but he's pretty good. Uh, All of these facets, though, combine to make him one of the most unique players I've ever gotten to see. People describe him as like a young Michael Vick, but he might even be better down the road, and I think that there is something very special with what Baltimore is building in and around him. I remember when he was drafted thinking to myself that, you know, Jackson was going to be someone potentially very special, and I was excited to see what he could do. And, you know, he's definitely lived up to my expectations, at least in the sense that I think he's exciting, but he's gone so far beyond the rest. He truly might be a generational talent, and I think he's somebody that, for obvious reasons, you want to keep an eye on. Whether or not you really like the Ravens doesn't really matter. If you want an exciting electric team and a genuine superstar player who's just in his beginning stages of his career to root for and is like extremely likable and easy to root for, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have everything you're looking for. If you're looking for a different kind of football, the Premier League and the Bundesliga are both getting started pretty soon. And for the Premier League, it might be interesting to track how Leeds do this year. They're facing promotion to a a very tough league. They're going to be playing Liverpool in one of their first matches. And frankly, Leeds are a, a very much an interesting prospect because they've had quite a bit of turnover over the past couple of seasons. They're under a legendary manager in Marcelo Bielsa, for whom there's actually a style of football named after him, the Bielsa Press, because of how he basically transformed that aspect of the game. And if you watch Take Us Home, Leeds United, you'll see the kind of project that they wanted to create with this team, and now you're going to get to see the end product of what happens now that they've actually gotten promoted. In the series, they did not get that first season promotion like they were hoping under the new ownership, but now, just after one more season, they've finally gotten it. I don't know what Leeds is going to do this season, but I do anticipate them staying up because I think that they have the quality, at least potentially speaking, to hang around. They certainly made a couple of all-star signings with Rodrigo, one of the Spanish strikers, coming in from, I believe, Valencia or Villarreal. I want to say it was Valencia, but I'm having a hard time remembering. Either way, he's a big acquisition, and that team already had an interesting foundation to build off of, especially with Leeds' homegrown talent Calvin Phillips captaining the midfield. In the world of German football, you'll have a couple of opportunities to pick a a couple of different teams that you might be interested in. I think for most Canadians, Bayern is the one that immediately comes to mind just because of Alfonso Davies. You know, I think a lot of people already gravitate towards Bayern because Bavaria tends to be the first part of Germany that is always brought up, at least culturally speaking. And with Bayern continually being champions of, of Germany year in and year out, I think it tends to overshadow a lot of the really interesting and really good football that is starting to develop there. You know, Borussia Dortmund is my team, of course, and I, I've actually had the chance to visit Dortmund. But if you like smaller sides like Borussia Mönchengladbach, Anjan Ballon, I guess if you're really one of those kinds of people, RB Leipzig, I'm not going to judge you, but also I'm judging you big time. Or even a club like Werder Bremen, there are a lot of reasons to get excited about this upcoming season. You know, Bayer Leverkusen just sold off, uh, you know, a couple of major talents like Kai Havertz to Chelsea, but then they bring in somebody like Patrick Schick, who was immediately one of the more productive strikers to enter the Bundesliga. Borussia Dortmund managed to keep Jadon Sancho in the Bundesliga for one more season, at least, and it's going to be a really exciting time now that we get a full season of him, Erling Haaland, 
Jude Bellingham and the rest of this really talented cast of players. Let's not forget guys like Marco Royce and Rafa Guerrero. But, I mean, you just have so many cool squads and, and cool styles of football to really root for. And I feel like no matter who you pick, aside from Leipzig, you cannot go wrong. Even though I despise Bayern, you know, they're fine to root for. I'll, I'll accept that. But just don't don't cheer for a Red Bull team, please. Now that I have thoroughly convinced you to support Borussia Dortmund, cough, cough, please do, cough, cough. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. Before you log off, be sure to check out the Locked On National podcast hosted by Sarah Avampato. Tomorrow, we will be doing some more NHL game recap stuff just because we had a couple of games, one tonight and one tomorrow, that we'll be able to talk about. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.